Well, hello there. Glad you could be able to join me again uh, on this podcast that seems that seeks to explore how we can salvage our youth. Well, today uh, I'll be continuing on talking about the 10 important skills that are required at work today and how we can make our children ready for that. Today I'm talking about creativity. Well, I was excited as I was preparing and thinking about this because lo and behold, I discovered that creativity can be taught and it can be learned. You know, we have always thought of creativity as a rare occurrence uh, for smart people, for curious people, and for people who are able to look at the world with fresh ideas. And uh, most of us who are not considered to be creative have looked at others with uh, glowing eyes, thinking that they are special people. Creative people include artists, actors, sculptors, scientists, writers, and inventors amongst a few. But I've got surprising news for you today that very few new things (laughs) are actually new. Uh, Very few things that are said to be original are actually original. Actually, most of the things that we think that are original are just a combination of ideas that have pre-existed. Essentially, old things or old technology or old ideas have been put together. And I'll give you an example. You know, one of the greatest inventions has been matches. Yes, the matches that you use to light a fire. Now, for years, we have known that wood catches fire and sustains it quite well. That's a great idea that we have all known uh, for a long time. But since early times, men knew that if he takes two stones and he cracks them against each other, there's going to be a spark of fire. And the whole question was how to put the whole idea together. And that is how match uh, came about. Uh, On a piece of wood, uh, somebody thought of putting silica or small little tiny pebbles of stone. And on the matchbox itself, there's also some small pebbles of stones. And when you uh, cause friction between the two, well, a spark comes through. But instead of just being wasted, it gets caught and it bends the wood. And voila. You've got a great uh, fire going on because of a combination of ideas that have existed before. So, creativity is largely thought of uh, being explorative, 
but it can also arise from uh, transforming new things, as I've said. And but I've also alluded to the fact that it can be combinational. So we've got to teach our children to explore, to look at new things, to make new things, to come up with new ideas. The greatest thing that we can do is to make them to be curious in their lives. I've spoken about transforming something that has got one use and using it for a totally different thing. You know, my wife has been pestering me to buy her an air fryer. And uh, for lack of money, really, I didn't get to buying her that. But one day as I was warming up uh, food in the microwave, I noticed that there was a button that we have actually never used on our microwave. And it was written, forced air. And out of curiosity, to, uh, on this particular day, instead of pr uh, pressing microwave, I, act I actually pressed first air. And lo and behold, when I looked at the manual, I discovered that it was actually an air fryer. And we have had this for a very long time in our house, but we never actually thought of using it. It's only when an air fryer came as a single standalone gadget that the idea has taken the world over by storm. But actually, it's been there. And when you look at it, the similarities between it and the microwave and them being in a similar um, gadget, then you start to see that a lot of brilliant ideas are actually a combination of pre-existing ideas. So I'm stressing that originality is overrated. That very few things that we see today are original. And that a lot of things are a combination of what has pre-existed. And therefore... We need to be uh, helping our children to be able to be creative in this way. <clears throat> now, creativity goes a long way with perseverance. And this is where we've got to be uh, educative to our children that to be good at anything, you've got to persevere. The greatest... Uh, example that we've got is that of Thomas Alva Edison. Thomas Alva Edison invented the light bulb. And they say that he persevered through 99 trials before he got it right. In other words, it was only on his 100th attempt that he was able to invent the light bulb. Wow! So perseverance paid for him, and he was able to uh, sit through a lot of people laughing at him, thinking that he won't be able to make it. But he knew that he had an original idea, and if he sticks it out, he's going to be able to make it. So we've got to be teaching our children to persevere through certain things in life. Also, to be creative goes hand in hand 
with learning to be somebody who refines and works at their game until they've perfected what they do. Just like the example I've given of Alva Edison. He stuck it out until he got it right. And refinement is very important. Look at a cricketer, a top bowler in the world will spend hours on end on the nets practicing in order to be good at his art. It's the same with great sportsmen, Lionel Messi, uh, Ronaldo. They spend a lot of time alone on the pitch practicing how to take spot kicks, penalties, dribble. You might laugh at them being alone there with no teammate, but it is this time that they are using to refine their skill. And therefore, we should teach our children that alone time when they are sitting and refining their art is very, very important. So we need to help them when they say they want to go to an art class, when they say they want to do how to, uh, to do poetry. All these things give them discipline, which is very, very important if you're going to be creative in your life. It also gives one lateral thinking, and it's very, very important, therefore, that we foster this and ingrain these in our children. So, all ideas are second-hand. We learn today. Nothing is original, and we can make and teach our children to be creative in their lives. Now, how do you become creative? Some forms of creativity are born by or are driven by problems. If a particular problem exists, it leads a person to want to have an answer to the gap between what one wishes for and what uh, the problem is in reaching that. And that can give rise to uh, a spirit of innovation and creativity. So we should actually be teaching our children, as I mentioned in the last episode, to be complex problem solvers. And that is how you get to be a great creator. Some creativity is brought about by similarity uh, factors. Uh, you know, there is a, 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 an instrument called a spoke. A spoke is a combination of a fork and a spoon. And somebody saw that there was a fork and there was a spoon. And maybe when he's going on a picnic, he does not have enough space in his cutlery bag to have both a spoon and a fork. And he made a combination of the two instruments. It was something that was born out of similarity. What we commonly call creativity is actually inspiration. We should teach our children to look for inspiration, to have a light bulb moment, to always be thinking and networking in our brains as to how can they solve problems. And lastly, one great way 
of fostering creativity is to teach our children to have sessions of brainstorming. You know, you can sit around the table as a family and they present a specific problem and brainstorm and try to come with answers as to how this particular problem can be solved. So nothing is original. All of us can be creatives. We just need to go through these steps that I've spoken about today. And voila, we have a creative world. Thank you so much for listening to me. Until next time, it's Tommy from Johannesburg. Thank you.